0: Call Kevin Brooker today,
1: 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker, and welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, it is really expensive to grow older in this day and age, you know, even more now than ever before. And so today, we're going to offer you some tips on how to navigate your way to a successful retirement, despite everything that's going on.
0: Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, uh, an investment advisor representative, Silverleaf Financial. He's a fiduciary, independent, been helping folks for better than 30 years, and uh, this is going to be a good one. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Hey, Steve. It's
1: always good to be here. Always good.
0: Yeah. The uh, You know, we love our statistics, right? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> the uh so so we're going to dig into a couple of stats here this is from a survey uh but i think it's an interesting mix of who they surveyed this is the alliance for lifetime income and canics uh they talked to pre-retirees and financial professionals which i mean like you it's an interesting sort of mix of of numbers uh that that show up here what do you think
1: Oh, i think it is i think it's good you know i always like the surveys because i get a you know we always have our own thoughts and feelings about things right but i like to hear uh you know other people's opinions i like to get a good sample and i and i like to yeah i'm one of the guys that'll, that'll flip back and forth between you know something liberal and something conservative let's say okay and because i want to hear different opinions i want to think about it and i like to challenge myself to think about things from a different perspective and and so i like i like these sorts of things you know one of the things they pointed out uh, we, we've all been talking about inflation. We've all been feeling it and seeing it and spending our money on, on, on you know, fewer things. You know, for, we're spending more money for fewer things, right? Yes. We're, getting a, we're getting a smaller bag of chips and it's costing us more money or whatever you, whatever you spend your money on. The one nice thing, of course, we've seen gas prices have come down. I think that might be temporary, guys. Um, but, but obviously when inflation rises, what happens is it takes away your spending power, right? Because you know, what you used to be able to buy for $100 at the grocery store you know, now it's what, 110 or 112. And and so I think the fact is that what this survey showed is that uh, retiree spending power has been affected. Um, and, and it's and it's affecting, you know, about 10% more of the population is how I interpreted the results of that survey, uh, than it did in the past. And I think that, you know, with the recession and talk of a recession um, and, and slowing down the economy, it is something that's having an impact on consumer sentiment. Uh, which is a big driver of our economy because our our economy is made up almost seventy percent of consumer spending. So if when people pull in the pocketbooks and they keep that money in their pocket, that's going to slow down the economy. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's that's something that's having an impact right now too.
0: Well, I mean, on that note, let's uh, t- let's get a listen to Larry Summers. He's a former U.S. Treasury Secretary, um, and he's talking about the Fed in this clip. Uh, you know, the, the Fed moving the interest rate and and what what impact that is going to have or what impact that that might have, and it's uh, it's uh, different than what you might think. There is no conceivable way that a two and a half percent interest rate in an economy inflating like this is anywhere near neutral and if you think it is neutral you are misjudging the posture of policy in a fundamental
1: way what do you think kevin well i think he's spot on unfortunately for right now um you know we have had some good inflation numbers and let me rephrase that we have had some numbers come out recently this week both the consumer price index and the producer price index um, the producer price index actually declined, so it, it didn't show further inflation, it showed deflation, actually. Um, the CPI came in better than expected, which is why the market rallied, you know, earlier in the week. And it's and it's um, it's a little bit crazy to me because the flip side of that, folks, is because we do still have, you know, 8%, I think it you know, came in at like a half a point or something lower, slightly lower, not signif- what I would call significantly lower but we're still tracking along at around 8% as far as I can see. And so the fact is the Fed, you know, AKA central bank is still going to have to raise rates. And um, you know, you know, so the market reaction is, you know, some people think it's a little bit puzzling. I'm one of them Um, in particular technology stocks. NASDAQ has had like a 20% jump since the low. And as interest rates rise, that generally is going to knock down tech stocks. So, so there's a lot of different things happening right now in the economy. But going back to what what uh, Larry Summers said about the neutral rate, what is referring to is the rate on the Fed funds, which he references is about two and a half percent right now, versus inflation, which is you know several points higher. And so it's not neutral, meaning they would be approximately equal. Um, so the real cost of money, the real cost is you know if you're leaving your money in cash right now, it's costing you probably five percent a year. Because if you're making two percent, inflation is seven percent or higher, you're effectively losing five percent of your buying power every twelve months if these numbers stay where they are right now. Now, of course those are gonna change. They change every day, they change throughout the day. Um, but the fact is we are seeing higher inflation than we've seen in what depending on whose study you look at, 40 years, 50 years. Um and it's having and it is having an impact. And I think that what he's saying is is he's trying to talk down the market because the markets have gotten, you know exuberant since the middle of June. Uh, coincidentally, the low, I don't know if everybody knows this, the low on June 16th was, uh, was on the S&P 500 was 3,666. <laughs> and and, and it is so so—it is so funny to me uh, and, and just strange because, <laughs> yes, yeah, some people think those numbers. Um, but if you go back to the low that we saw in the Great Recession, it was 666. On the S and P 500. Wow. Okay, really. The in, intra in, intra day low. Yeah, not huh. the closing low, but during the day. And that's a that's a fact. You can go back and check it out. The intra day low was six six six. Um, and and you know, because okay, for instance, if those numbers mean something to me. I actually think six six is a lucky number for me because my wife was born in 1966. All right. And so I think of that as a, as a uh, favorable number. Okay, don't tell anybody. I just said that on the air. Okay. <laughs> so we'll keep that to ourselves yes of course. all right all right but but none nonetheless what he's trying to do is he's trying to he's Larry Summers is trying to remind everybody that the Fed still has a lot of work to do which means they're still going to be raising interest rates at least again in September the end of September is the next Fed meeting August you know it seems like it seems like all the rich people have August off I think you know they're all in the Hamptons
0: oh, or of something. course yeah, um, yeah. You,
1: you know and the central bank is, is going to be in Jackson Hole Wyoming where they always we're all you know the super rich people go in the summer Um, and, and so, and don't get me wrong, it's fantastic for them. Um, but they're taking August off. They meet again in September, but the meeting in August should give us some insight. There will be reporters there. They covered on the business channel and we can get an idea what they're thinking. Uh, but right now the market is expecting another half point or potentially another three quarters of a point increase, uh, the end of September, uh, followed by another potentially a couple of increases of another quarter point. So in other words, right now, the market is expecting another full percentage point increase, basically between now and the end of the year. So we're at two and a half now. The expectation is to go to three and a half. And, and I, to me, I, I think that might be enough, you know, because it depends on what the economy is doing and, and how, how fast things slow down. Um, you know, so I think it's important, though, that people take a long term perspective and, and you don't get too caught up with this day to day, week to week, month to month activity. Because when we're investing and you're planning for planning your retirement, we're setting up an income plan, things like that, we're not looking at weekly moves or monthly moves, right? We're planning for years and years in the future. And so I think, I think it's important to, to separate and step back from all this noise. I ca- I'll call it noise, because I think when you put, if you put together a solid financial plan, we build a, a solid portfolio, we're going to build it in a way that you can withstand the ups and downs in the market. You can withstand, you know, interest rates fluctuating and, and the noise that we're seeing with the volatility won't be an issue when you're properly allocated. And to me, that is the whole key is to look at the asset allocation, look at what you own and make sure that you're in the right holdings so that you're comfortable. You can sleep at night and you can live the retirement you want to live.
0: Wow. Okay. In a nutshell, that sounds really good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's you know, well, that's, that's my perspective because I think, uh, uh, I, I think sometimes people feel like you know they've they've got to have everything in the stock market you know to to get ahead of the game and to get where they need to be and that's just simply not true. Sure. All right. I think the stock market should be the last thing that you invest in. All right. Not. I mean, when you what what I'm saying. Let me say that a different way. I think it's important that you have all the other pieces of your portfolio put in place before you figure out how much you want to have in the market. In other words, I'm talking about retirement planning. Not when you're younger, you can take the risk if the market drops you've got time to make the money back. But if you're close to retirement, I would strongly suggest take a look at your allocation and see what you own and make sure it's gonna get you through the retirement that you want. And, and one thing that I like to do is look at how people have their money. Uh, you know, are you in exchange-traded funds? Are you in individual stocks? Are you sitting in cash? Are you in bank CDs? Where do you have your money so that we can start to put together some numbers to see what we have to do to help you get where you wanna be?
0: and let's talk about where we put our money and uh, you, you mentioned ETFs you've mentioned that a couple times today already and so can we just i mean there was another survey that done um that said some 16% uh, i think it was 3000 yeah, people about 3000 people surveyed here so only 16% said ETFs were in their uh, portfolio
1: yeah and you know what that really that that really surprised me and that yeah, was me a, too. You, you know and and Cause that's a low number in my view, Steve, Steve, and Steve's referring to a study by this was by BlackRock. So one of the biggest investment managers in the world, um, is the one that did this. And obviously they're trying to figure out, you know, um, where people have put the money and how they can, of course, help people, you know, and, and convince you that you want to send more money to BlackRock. Um, and I, and I have <laughs> oh, a lot shit. of, you know, and I don't blame them for that. That's, you know, that's, that, it, that makes total sense. Um, you, you know, for those of you who might not know, they own iShares. Okay. And iShares are something very, very popular. Uh, I have a lot of clients. I recommend them all the time. I put them in almost everybody's portfolio, depending on what they're trying to do. But majority of my clients do have ETFs in their portfolio. Uh, I think they're fantastic vehicles. They're very similar to mutual funds and that they're a basket of stocks and or bonds or various investments under one umbrella. The thing that I really like about them, Steve, is that an ETF you can, you can buy and sell during the day. So, when we have a market, you know, for instance, that swoop, you know has a big swoosh one way or the other, you know, with a mutual fund, you can't do anything about it. With a mutual fund, you always get the closing price. It doesn't matter what happens during the day, it doesn't matter if you put your order in at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning, at noon or at two in the afternoon, it doesn't matter. What matters is the closing price for a mutual fund. Um, and so to me, you've got more flexibility. You've got a little more maneuverability with, with an exchange traded fund. And generally speaking, the, the expenses are, are generally lower. If you look at the averages, they're lower. Uh, I mean, a lot of the ETFs I use, we've got expenses less than 0.2. So, uh, 0.2. So a lot of mutual funds are, are far, far higher, higher in expenses as well. So I am personally thinking that, you know, when you look at that study, that same study by BlackRock showed almost half the almost half it was like forty nine percent. Yeah, um, you know, use mutual funds, right? That's
0: that's that just surprised me too.
1: It it yeah it's it's, it's a big number and and I and I kind of feel like those are folks that have had those for quite a while and they haven't really updated or looked for anything new in the market. I guess I don't know, um, but I I know that back in the nineties and early two thousands, I was much more concentrated in mutual funds, you know, than exchange traded funds. And I've gravitated and I've shifted over the last decade, uh, decade plus, to exchange-traded funds. E- ETFs have actually been around since the early 1990s, like ni- 1993. Mm-hmm. And and so they've been around a lot longer. I mean, that's almost 30 years, right? Yeah. So, so they, they've been around quite a while. Um, but, you know, one thing I like, one of the other things that is said in that study uh, is, you know, first let me mention one thing that 46% of the people said is that they want to, they, they like cash. And, and guys, deep, deep, I want to dig in a little deeper and say, well, all right, what, how much cash are we talking? How big is the rest of your portfolio? I really hope these folks aren't like 70 80% cash, because personally, I think that's a big, big mistake. Um, because again, you're losing buying power with inflation where it is versus what you're earning on that cash in a bank savings account or a money market. Um, you, you know, you're losing, I think, at least 5% a year right now. So I hope when they said cash, that was just for a small percentage of the portfolio. Uh, but nonetheless, a lot of people like it. Um, I think that the the other interpretation I have on it is uh, is people go to cash when they're afraid. They don't, or they're either indecisive or afraid. They don't know what else to do. They don't know other opportunities they should take advantage of, and 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 they're just not sure. And 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 so I think anybody in that position, you know, by all means, please give me a call. I'll be happy to sit down and talk to you. We can have a conversation on the phone. I'll answer your questions, um, and I'll show you there's a lot better moves, a lot better places you can invest your money than leaving it leaving an excessive amount in cash
0: all right 800-975-6717 reach out Uh, call kevin you can uh, have that conversation 800-975-6717 you can also shoot him an email through the website silverleaffinancial.com silverleaffinancial.com check that out and uh, you know just one more note on this uh, this study uh 21 of people said that they love annuities now that is a pretty low number all things considered so why the, uh, why the hesitation with annuities, Kevin?
1: Oh my gosh. You, you, you know, that that's something that, uh, well, I'm going to say, I, I blame the media. <laughs> I blame, I blame the, uh, personal finance writers for the newspapers and the magazines for lumping them all together and treating them like they're all the same. All right. That is the first thing that I mentioned to anybody that I have a conversation with about annuities is, are you familiar with the different types? And, I, I meet very, very, very few people. Less than ten percent. Nine out of ten aren't aware of it, and and I think um, I think it's a situation. You know, I'm, and I remember going back to the beginning of my career. I started in 1990, and I remember going back to the very beginning of my career, seeing article after article talking about how you should avoid annuities because uh, you know the, because of any number of things, and and the problem is that's not all of them, guys. What you should, the first thing you should ask yourself is, do you know what types, do you know the different types? You know, you have fixed annuities, which are just a plain vanilla fixed interest rate. I tell people they're just, think of a CD, a bank CD. Mm-hmm. For instance, right now, right now I could get you a, a, a fixed annuity that's going to pay you four and a half percent guaranteed for five years. Guaranteed, no fees, no charges. Okay. So if somebody's, you know, so if somebody comes to me and say, Hey, Kevin, I just want to earn a more interest rate. My bank is giving me like a half a percent. Their CD is offering one. Can you do any better? The answer is yes, we can do way better. We can get four and a half percent guaranteed right now today. Guaranteed for five years, no other charges, no other fees, no moving parts. And that to me sounds like a really good deal for a lot of people. All right. Granted, four and a half isn't, half isn't isn't you know, fantastic, but it's a heck of a lot better than what we've seen over the last several years.
0: Yeah. And and those, I mean, again, that's the kind of the education that people need, uh, you know, about to know about annuities.
1: It, it, it really is. And I think the, the, the first thing is to, is to just recognize if you're not very familiar with them, recognize that just just that you, maybe you want to check them out, maybe take a look, see on your own, do your own research, talk to some people that are familiar with these, that have expertise, um, because they can be very complicated, okay? And there's a lot of them on the market. The every, I get updates every day from companies that are they're changing the terms, they're coming up, me, meaning they're changing their rates. Okay. And, and what you want to think about, think about your grocery store. Like we, you see these, you, you get a newspaper, it's got grocery ads in the paper about, oh, milk is on sale for, I don't know, 249 right. or something. Right. And they, and they put it way in the back of the store. Right. So you got to walk through the entire store. And then what they're banking on is that as you go into that store, you're going to buy a bunch of other stuff. Right. Yep. And so they're discounting something to get you in there to try to generate more sales and insurance companies do the same thing. They offer rates that are higher than the competition in order to generate more business. And but what I'm saying is that the company that has the best one today isn't necessarily going to be the one that has the best offer and the best terms a week or two weeks or two months from now. And so that's why it's important to work with somebody that has access to all of the all of the different offerings that are on the market, not just the three or four maybe that they've got on their shelf at their big brokerage firm. All right. Because a lot of companies don't have access to everything that's out there. And to me, that's that, that's actually the, one of the main reasons why I went independent. Because as an independent advisor, I have any company that'll work with an independent advisor, I can suggest and I can recommend to my clients if it's appropriate. And so that gives me the ability to shop around across the entire universe to find the best terms for each client based on each individual situation.
0: And the, again, the, the, the product itself, for lack of a better word, it It does continue to evolve, doesn't it? I mean, even in the in the five years or six years that I've been doing these shows, um, it's, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen major changes.
1: Oh, yes. There's been there have been many many changes. You know, and some people, you know, some people. There's a lot of folks that I've met um, that have a perception that you know that if if they die or when they die, that the insurance company is going to keep all the money in that contract. They don't. no, they do not. All right. that And guys, there is a very, very small piece of annuities that if somebody gets into what's called a single premium immediate annuity, um, now these will typically pay you the highest income. This is for somebody that wants income within that you want income to start like within 30 days. Okay. okay. So immediate, immediate in this definition is 30 days. And so you put in a lump sum of money, And the highest payout, in other words, the highest income you can possibly receive is going to be based on a single life. And that means they will pay you as long as you live. Even if you live to 110 and the account went to zero 10 years ago, they'll keep on paying you. It's the only contract. It's the only account that does that. And but in in this case, you went for maximum payment on a single life. That means when that person passes away, the payments are done and any remaining balance in the contract does go to the insurance company. And I would, I have written, I'll tell you guys, I've been doing this 32 years. I have written one, one immediate annuity in my entire career. That's the number of times that I thought it was appropriate. One time. Wow. And that was, and this was way back in the nineties. I was still, i managed a brokerage office in Chicago uh, from 93 to 03. And I was in that office and uh, I had a client that was a single widowed female and she didn't have any kids. She didn't have anybody she wanted to leave her money to. And she needed more monthly income and and so that is the only time i've seen that situation and, and for the record interest rates were far higher back at that point in time than they are now mm-hmm. all right and what that means guys is that your payments are tied to interest rates so when interest rates are really low your payments are going to be really low and it's essentially just a return of premium all right so they're going to give you back your hundred thousand or whatever it is um but you're not going to it's not you're gonna not get a lot of growth you won't have a lot of growth on it unless you collect the payments an ex very extended period of time but there's a lot better ones that are out there guys Mm -hmm. much much better and and that's you know the annuity. they don't always have high fees i i don't recommend somebody get into an, an annuity if there's any possibility you know of of the money not going to their family in other words that's what i always recommend we set it up in a way that it takes care of you and any remaining value goes to your beneficiary it could be your kids it could be a charity. It, it, it could be any, any whoever you want to name. It's totally up to you, and you can change it if circumstances change. All right. One, and Steve, one thing I do want to mention, since we're on the annuity, on annuities. Yeah. You know, anybody that's listened to the show before, you know, I am a fan of what's called an index annuity. It's uh, um, it's a category in the middle. You have a fixed contract paying a set interest rate. On the other side, the variable annuities, those are the ones that have the high fees. Those are the ones that the writers focus on because they do have high fees that can easily be higher than 3% a year. A lot of them are at 4% a year. And, and so now I always tell people if the benefits you're getting from it, if there makes sense, if they make sense to you and they're worth that price, then that's your choice. All right. But what I've found is I can get you the same amount of income without having to pay those fees. And I can do it with index annuities that'll guarantee you a lifetime income if that's what you want. But if you just say, you know, hey, Kevin... I just want to make sure this money's safe but I want to get more than you know two or three or four percent growth I tell you what guys a lot of index annuities that I work with and I can show you if you'd have had them for the last 10 years you'd have made seven eight nine percent a year without any risk of a market loss and to me that sound that sounds like a great deal oh yeah and one thing I want to point out about it though a lot of people are getting into annuities because they want the lifetime income because like I mentioned before when you set it up properly the income that they're paying you will last forever even if the account value goes to zero and think think about that is the bank going to keep paying you when you're you know when your cd goes to zero i don't think so <laughs> i'm pretty sure pretty sure no one else is going to keep paying you the, that's the benefit that's a unique benefit to an annuity contract uh, but i, I want to bring everybody's attention to something that's been going on in the industry lately that is just a i don't like it at all it's a pet peeve of mine they're doing a lot of marketing a lot of advertising like I got one today, I got an email today from these companies saying, hey, Kevin, look at this one. We're, we're increasing our bonus up to 30%. We're going to give you a 30% bonus on your, in, on your income account, 30%, right? Now, a lot of people are going to look at that and they're going to be tricked. They're going to be fooled, if you will, into thinking that that's a big benefit for them. But in my opinion, when you look at the numbers, guys, it's a 30% increase in the fee the cost, the expense that you're gonna pay the insurance company. That's what that's about. Because these these contracts have fees, they call them a rider, and it might be a 1% annual fee. So if you put in $100,000, you think you're paying the fee on the $100,000, right? Like most reasonable people would think that.
0: Right, yeah, that seems logical.
1: What most people don't understand is that a lot of these contracts have a separate, separate value that they calculate that they call the income value. They might call it the income base value or your guaranteed protected lifetime income value or any number of other things. What it means is it's it's a value that is totally arbitrary that the insurance company uses to calculate the amount of your income payment. Okay. So when they're calculating your income payment, they make up this other side of the, they give it like, if you think of a ledger top to bottom, you draw a line down the middle on one side, you've got your actual account value. On the other side is this what we call income value. So now what the insurance companies have done, they came up with this gimmick saying, hey, you know what? We can use this as a a marketing selling tool saying we're going to increase it 30%. Guys, what they're doing is they're increasing the fee 30%. They're increasing the income value 30%, which means that fee that you're paying, you put in a hundred grand, they're going to make the income value 130, which means you're paying 1% on 130, not on a hundred thousand. Okay. And so it's very important. It's very important everybody understand that because all these gimmicks that these companies put out there, it doesn't mean it's in your best interest. And that's what I want to point out. I am a fiduciary. I take it very seriously. I want you to get the best deal possible at the lowest expense possible. So when I see those, I say, you know what? I'll look at the numbers. I'll crunch the numbers. If it's the best deal, then maybe it is something we talk about. But I I'd, I'd bet on it that I can find you a much better deal. Avoid the gimmicks, avoid all the bells and the whistles. Don't get, don't get tricked by that stuff, all right? Just look at the bottom line, okay? Look at the bottom line. In other words, I, the way that I do it is when somebody says, Kevin, you know, I think I want to start income in five years or seven years or whatever it is, then I, then I put it, we've got computer programs, I run the computer program, and it'll generate a spreadsheet, and I, I can show you the top 20 companies, all right, the top 20 companies that are available that will pay you lifetime income, and you're going to see a huge difference. You know for the same amount of money it's thousands of dollars difference in how much income they will pay you each year most people don't realize that but think about your auto insurance if you call around to four companies to get different quotes for auto insurance are they all the same no right they're going to be quite a bit they're going to be different they're going sometimes a big difference same thing with auto insurance same thing with medical insurance it's just the way it's just the way the world works right it's the same thing with these. It's very important everybody understand if you guys are thinking about doing this, you need to talk to somebody that can show you the quotes. And I'm happy to do that. I don't have any interest in giving you anything but the best I can find. That's why I show people all the numbers. And, and, and then you, know, you see what the competition is offering and you can see that you're getting the best offer possible. So that, that's what I think people should focus on. Forget about the bells and the whistles. Don't be, don't be tricked by you know, some 30% bonus unless the agent or the advisor can show you black and white, that is going to benefit you better than any other policy out there.
0: Wow. I, th- I mean, wow. I didn't realize that when you talk about the, the income value versus what you actually put in. That's, I mean, what, what kind of a, ah, well, don't get me it started. Does, okay. does,
1: it's kind of maddening, right? It, Isn't really, it maddening? I understand
0: <laughs> your frustration. So let me I, ask you this, who's selling those and, and, and how and why?
1: the well some of the biggest insurance companies out there are selling those um i don't know if i should name names or not no
0: don't name but, names but i'm just saying is it is it broker dealers that are doing this
1: some of it yeah yeah some of them yes because some of the some broker dealers have have sell they call them selling selling agreements uh and some brokers firms do have selling agreements with these companies the majority of annuities okay virtually all of them are issued by uh, insurance companies. Right. Some some of them are issued by fraternal organizations like the Elks Club or the Lions Club or
0: like the Moose in, in, in Lodge.
1: Il- the Moose Lodge, yeah, and and or or by some church uh, some religions. Like back in, I, I you know I, I grew up in Illinois and I, I me and my wife moved to Arizona from Illinois in 2011. And one of my clients, while I was still back in Illinois, um, actually who's still a client by the way, and has been a client since the mid 90s, he had money with a group called the Western Catholic Union. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that's a fr- that's a fraternal organization, and the reason why that's important is if you're concerned about backup insurance, kind of like FDIC insurance for your bank account, if you're concerned about insurance for your annuity. In other words, what if something unexpected happens and the insurance company goes out of business? Who's going to back you up? Who's going to protect you? Okay, guys, there is insurance in virtually every state. From this, but an, uh, insurance products and annuities are regulated on a state by state level. So, in the you know each state has a group that's called something like the Arizona Life and Health Insurance Guarantee Association and and they will step in if the insurance company goes solvent and you're protected up to an amount, could be a hundred thousand, could be 250, it all depends on the state that you live in. But my point is that that does not cover fraternal groups. It only covers commercial companies. And, And so be aware of that if you're thinking about putting money with a fraternal group, like I mentioned one of, you know, the lot Moose or Lions or Elks or Catholic Union or any one of these fraternal companies, they probably don't have any coverage. If something happens to them financially, you may have a a risk of uh, a problem. Okay. So I'm saying, saying you want to look into it.
0: Yeah. All right. Folks, if you if uh, this has been uh, you know as eye-opening for you as it is for me, you need to call Kevin, 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. Visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. Uh, by the way, Kevin's an author, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. That's his book. You can find that on the website. No cost, no, uh, you know, you can just download the book there, silverleaffinancial.com.
1: And, and you know what? I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Steve, because guys, I wrote one of the chapters, I co-authored the book. One of the chapters, uh, I believe it was chapter eight, uh, I titled annuity is not a bad word. Okay. <laughs> and, and yes, the book is about long-term care and the reason I included annuities is that there are some hybrid products that can get you long-term care coverage, um, but also let's say might earn a fixed rate of interest if you don't need it for long-term care. So um, by all means, check out the book, check out the website. Uh, let me know what you think. I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions you might have about these things.
0: All right. So, uh, can I ask about pure growth before we wrap it up?
1: Yes. Yes. You, you know. You know what we're pure we, growth is picking back up along with the rest of the market. Nice. We are beat, We we are beating the market, but we have lost our edge. We're only ahead by about two points right now. Um, we were considerably ahead, uh, but we've got some investments in the oil space, um, which I believe is going to come back. It's taken a hit in the last couple of months but I still believe that a lot of the oil and energy space is, is going to come back strong, uh, which also correlates with what I said earlier, that I think gas prices are probably going to go back up, um, you know, so that's knocked us back a little bit, you know, but, uh, but we're still, we're still outperforming. So I feel good about it. All right. Fair enough. And uh, what's the final thought for us today? The final thought would be now, now is a great time. Take a look at your portfolio. We've had, we, NASDAQ has jumped over 20% in the last several weeks So take a look and make sure you're comfortable and you feel good about everything you own. If you don't, this is probably a good time to reallocate and go into something higher quality um, if, if, uh, if it might be appropriate for your portfolio.
0: The information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial. member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement call now for your free financial consultation 800-975-6717 today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio but what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again that's what kevin brooker at silverleaf financial can help you achieve your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.